0: What's your what's your side hustle going to be in the metaverse? You're just going to be the spin instructor.
1: I mean, You're no. going to be the tour guide. I'm probably going to make like a booze line.
0: <laughs> Realistically. Okay. I'm going to be what
1: are you um, gonna do? I'm going to be a stand-up
0: comedian. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't believe we- me. Welcome to Power Up, a podcast full of insights for women that lead. Hosted by Nat and Kristen from PowerSuit, we're on a mission to amplify your impact as a leader. Join us each week and we'll share with you what's shaping our future from AI to Gen Z. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Welcome to the Metaverse, Nat and I are going to tackle the Metaverse today because we genuinely believe women leaders need to be across this thing. Whatever this thing is, that's what we're going to talk about today. Full disclosure, we have, I have actually, I'm not going to speak for you, Nat, but I have yet to experience it. Have you experienced the Metaverse? No. (laughs) No, I mean, I've
1: seen some pictures that look wildly unappealing. (laughs) So, yeah, well,
0: we're going to chat about that today. I'd love... I think Nat knows you've got a great definition and give us some bit of history, but, well, let's just jump in there. Go go for it. What the heck is the metaverse?
1: Yeah, I, I actually think it's one of those things, as with most new tech, no one actually knows yet, really. Mm. So turns out, as I learned the other day, the term was invented by this guy called Neil Stevenson, who's actually a sci-fi writer, and it was used to describe a dystopian world. And when I hear dystopian world, I immediately think Handmaid's Tale. So I'm like, I don't no want part of that. No, <laughs> thank you. But, um, which is also a, quite funny as well, because what happened... And I think he did that in, like, the 1960s or something. Mm. And then suddenly... When was it? When did Zuck change Facebook to become Meta? Was that 2021, like 2021? About 2021. Yeah, 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 So suddenly all these tech companies started talking about the Metaverse as this like hugely positive place where we all should want to hang out, yeah. which is somewhat ironic given its origins. But my understanding is it's basically an umbrella term for all sorts of new tech um, and also existing tech like augmented reality, virtual reality, and the goal of... The metaverse, like it got hard launched. You know how people hard launch their relationships and their babies. It got hard launched. Um, but maybe pre, being Well what is hard launching a
0: relationship is that when you go, I'm in a relationship on
1: Facebook. So like Rihanna hard launched her pregnancy by you just turn up and you're like, I am pregnant. Or I turn up and I be like, this is as opposed to we like suddenly have them in the backgrounds of some photos. That's a soft launch. Oh, very uh, good. Yeah. Thank you. It's, okay, it's so there
0: how... was, I, I agree with you, there all of a sudden was a hard launch of the metaverse. Yes, okay. and maybe
1: if you put it in the hard launch, soft launch terminology, it's in the very early stages of the relationship. Yep. So people like Zuck were really excited about it. <laughs> and um, maybe... and then
0: everyone started throwing billions of dollars at this thing. Yes, yeah. yes,
1: yeah. yes. So that seems like really the, the thing. It's this incredible virtual worlds. My understanding is that tech as it always does, evolves very quickly. Mm. And people like good old Neil have had these ideas for decades. But haven't been able to execute on them because technology hasn't been there yeah but we live in this incredible time and everyone we've been speaking to recently is so excited about this time we live in where tech is kind of catching up Mm. and so what used to be impossible is becoming more possible so the metaverse where they think it's going to end up who knows how long from now maybe five years maybe 10 years is going to be the seamless transition from real life into virtual world Mm. so the example i have in my head that no one's given me but how i'd like to think of it is we're sitting here now in this beautiful bed <laughs> recording this podcast and people who are listening could actually just come virtually and, hang out. and sit with us in real time yeah and then go back to their lounges and so you're just like interacting with people if I want to go see my best friend I don't have to get on a plane just go hang out in her lounge with her and her babies for a bit yeah and you know that you know
0: what's so interesting is to chat to women experts because we're really intrigued as to you know why are you involved in this thank goodness there's women involved in this and what does it mean to you and you know it's so interesting I don't know if you've noticed but every call we're on community comes out like people talk a lot about this global community. And so, you know, we are confined physically here. And if we can start to create these global communities, you know, their feeling is it's world changing. And it is why women are engaging in these things. In my opinion, they're not there to make get rich quick. They're not there to, I don't know, whatever all the reasons that, that people do, but they
1: chat about community. And changing the world. I, I agree. I don't mm. know if it's just your opinion, because I share your opinion.
0: <laughs> but I
1: think that's that's something that's come out really strongly to me. And yeah. what I found really fascinating, I, I spoke to an expert, a New Zealand-based expert, Jessica Mannons, who's been in this area for, what, about a decade, yeah. I'd say, at Early least? Early adopter. She's doing some incredible stuff. And her company started, I remember talking to her years ago, and they'd leased this uh, building, office, something, mm. And we're trying to create this idea of this virtual, almost like a MVP metaverse, where you could go into the space, and almost in my head it was like playing laser strike, but with virtual reality. So you've got physical objects, but you've got this layer of the cool stuff digital technology can bring over the top and interact with each other. And so she's been in the space for ages, and I... Think what is fascinating about it is when she talks about it, she says it has been heavily dominated by women, at least in New Zealand, yeah. until quite recently when the Zuckerberg's of the world and stuff started to join mm-hmm. in big in big ways. So up until recently, it has had a lot of women, and yeah. proportionately,
0: yeah. And desktop research, but it appears as though women are really prolific users of the mes- metaverse as it stands today, which is not one connected digital world but it's all sorts of different digital worlds depending on who's building it so I think the very anyone who's got teens you will have seen them in Minecraft you will have seen them in Fortnite those are ones that you don't need VR goggles for you don't have to it's not an immersive experience but they're building digital worlds so that could almost be like I don't know is that 1.0 of this thing actually there's probably 1.0s but it's a very early you know digital world you're just not in immersively experiencing it but what's interesting is the vr headset which i'm like i have yet to put one on so embarrassed about that to, to admit that but women are and they're going to exercise classes and they're going to concerts and they're doing stuff but i think the big risk is that men seem to be uh, to your point they've rushed in they seem to be building these worlds yes mm. and and i have
1: tried on a virtual reality headset a couple of times and it's so fun did you get vertigo um so I once I put one on and I went on a roller coaster and and I actually mm. I think I they ended up having to pull me down into a chair cuz I almost fell over backwards cuz you're so in it that you're Weird. like you move your body to avoid things and like it, it's such an immersive experience um okay. so but I think it is also quite a barrier to using it because I I don't know how anyone would do an exercise class with that clunky thing on their head like I don't know if if it's easy enough to jump but maybe they've come a long way since I used them but Definitely, it's not the same thing. I mean, it's almost like they're maybe... probably in spin, and they're probably just yes. out biking through France. I think you're right. I actually think I've seen it on ads. You're right. This, I'm like,
0: I've got like I mean, Peloton, Peloton's exercise. probably invested in some I VR. Think they have. Of course they have. Of
1: course they have. And then I'm, you get to go, doing
0: like you're biking, biking through France. France.
1: <laughs> in my universe is that? Well,
0: well, and talking about not building things for women, I don't even think half the VR sets that are being built by men, are even made for women. Oh, they're probably not. Huge opportunities.
1: This was a fun fact I found out the other Mm. day, which you probably already knew, but 50% of gamers are actually women. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the case with game developers, and it's sort of starting to feel like it's the same with virtual reality. And one of the things that has come across in a lot of the conversations we've been having, and we have been, we've been having so many conversations about stuff that we find quite scary, because we are absolute bunnies in this area and a lot of this stuff, is that these the faster the tech moves it feels like the faster the potential for people to miss out for for one group to become really dominant and to sort of at scale Replicate the same problems we're already dealing with in the
0: world, in the real world, and that's why PowerSuit wanted to tackle this. Not because we are experts, but because if this is a thing, and I don't know if it's like hands down a thing, or is this just going to be a value add in our lives and a cool experience? I don't know. There sounds like there sounds like there's some really interesting early stuff happening in healthcare and surgeries through in the metaverse and all, all sorts of um, great experiential stuff. Uh, Fantastic for people who are disabled, obviously can't go anywhere. What What an incredible way to experience life and the world or these incredible worlds. But I think the reason we wanted to tackle it is because women should be across it you know, as leaders, we should recognize that this stuff is happening. And you know, we get this classic, if we don't know about it, it's not for us. Or you, you you get these subcultures that share the same language and they're using all this jargon. And then all of a sudden it becomes its own subculture and it's not for us. And we risk being locked out of that conversation. So we are, you know, we strong believers in power suit. We have to talk about this stuff. So we are gonna give our 101 here. We've talked to some experts. We've already talked about Jess from beyond and really kind of maybe convince people at least to be open-minded and let's keep an eye on this thing.
1: Yeah I agree I agree because I mean I wouldn't even say either of us is particularly sold on it as yet but I think to your point so many great use cases now with different groups and interesting to point out that the reason Jess at least believes which I'm not sure if has been backed up by what you've read as well that it's taken off so quickly was lockdown virtual yeah. world solved a real problem for a yeah, planet that yeah. suddenly became extremely isolated so when you talk about some groups of people who can't travel as easily can't leave their homes as easily this is a real way to connect people which is why I love the idea of women who care about community and are coming at it from a community point of view being the brains behind these yeah worlds. yeah, yeah. That, those are the worlds we want to create yeah, right not right. these sort of mirrors of some of the worst things that are happening in society now.
0: And I also know, Nat, that you are concerned with the climate and your plane mileage. So, you know, should you be getting on a plane and going on your cruises? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you put with your parents, put put a VR headset on. And off you go. I'm not giving up (laughs) gold. I will will be pried
1: out of this dead
0: earth. To be fair, I can't let you give it up because you do get me into the lounges. Although I
1: have actually noticed on that front, it is um, watching breakfast this morning. I've taken up watching breakfast again. This is TV. This is breakfast TV. Yeah, breakfast TV. Is that the conversation on the news these days has really switched. Like they were talking about the Football World Cups and how um, we shouldn't be traveling. Like if FIFA has made a commitment to removing... Or reducing their climate impact yes. They really shouldn't be having all these Tournaments all around Seats. the world yeah. And one of the things that made me think Because I've got the metaverse in my head yes. Is that these are prime Imagine. opportunities To go at the moment Our viewing experience of a cup game Is pretty cool You go to a yeah, pub yeah. or something You watch yeah, it on yeah. TV Imagine if everyone Immersive. could just be at the stadium yeah. And we don't need to fly like, And it brings up so
0: many things Number one I think democratised Because everyone can see it But then number two I go Advertising revenues? How are they going to do that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's probably, yeah. I mean, I actually imagine there's a whole bunch more opportunity for that. And I think I was such a noob; I hadn't got my head around like because I the example I was giving was a Beyonce concert because there's a Beyonce concert. Well, she's launching whatever her mm, next round mm. of concerts, and obviously dying to go get on one of those climate crime planes and mm. get to a get to a stadium and. So I was like, what happens if I can't? Because that's a real risk these days, right? Mm. Like ticket Mm. prices are so expensive. Imagine if that just becomes part of how we price things, that a physical plane ticket. Oh, yeah, true. It's a a gateway. But yes, Mm. but I can go for a the price. Limitless. And get maybe 50% of the experience. Like, I don't know. I'm a skeptic. I don't know how they're going to recreate real world experiences that are as good as the real world. But I also have been proven wrong a lot of times.
0: Yeah, and it might just be that it's 25 years away. This is very early days. We're going to look back when we're in our rocking chairs. And well, actually, we'll be in VR on the beach. So,
1: <laughs> why? Well, we all know technology changes slow and changes fast. Yeah. And we were talking yeah, earlier yeah. about phone calls that we went from letters to phone calls, to email, to video calls. And this might be the next step. So it may not be that we live in a virtual world. It just, I mean, we're not at the matrix point. But it may be that the experience evolves and suddenly instead of a video call, I have a, a 3D call where I can sit with my friend. Or, and so it's not like I'm in it all the time. It's yeah, just no. that I'm starting to use part of it and we'll just, it'll become this really seamless transition. Great segue, because I spoke with uh, Candice Costa, who is this influencer
0: in this space. She's amazing. She is, well, she must be Brazilian because she speaks Portuguese. So she's Brazilian, but she's living in Sweden, as you do, um, traveling back and forth between London, going to all these different places. And her genuine belief is it's going to be hybrid, and we have to have in real life experiences, but there are going to be a number of compelling reasons why to go into these digital worlds. So she has helped structure today's chat in because uh, I just said why should women care, and she gave me three reasons why, and we're gonna we're gonna chat about each of them. The first is that women should care because we can make money there. So that's the first statement. We're going to chat about that. The second is because we build things uh, with care and uh, with empathy. So we need to be there building this thing. And the final one is that because it's fun. So I think we can dissect each of those. But should we start with the money piece? What's What's your thoughts on that? Because she had some strong ones and I thought, whoa, that feels 25 years in the future. But what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I. this probably showcases my lack of understanding that mm. the way Jess put it to me, because like I say, I'm pretty skeptical, is everything that's now in the real world will be available yeah. in the She metaverse. said the same. And I'm yeah. like, okay, how? And yeah. why would I want to buy a necklace in the virtual world? And that's where she pointed me to the newsletter we just wrote saying well women control 85 percent of household spending and they're currently paying a lot for things in the metaverse for their children true <laughs> um on these roblox games yeah, and Fortnite games so there is already a massive group of people who were brought up online who immediately have seen the value in buying virtual replicas of all the stuff That's we have so true in real life i'm
0: watching my son do that he will spend his Money from a summer job on weird tokens. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's so a thing. I think
1: I think that is a thing. So that there and... is
0: an exchange. There's an exchange of value that's currently happening in the metaverse, and it actually is happening via kind of. Well, digital tokens and most cryptocurrency, and that is going to be another episode coming up. But yeah, so it feels like there already is kind of an exchange of um, happening in order to unlock uh, new levels of experiences or in order to equip yourself with things. So to
1: not be a default. Yeah.
0: Which is actually... Basic. Yeah. Oh,
1: basic. Is it a
0: basic? <laughs> <laughs> but default was very... That felt very techy. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, well, I've just been around a bunch of 10-year-olds who are like, don't be a default. We bully defaults. And I was like, I don't know if online bullying is a good idea. And, the, and I was like, is this mm-hmm. a... This is also a fascinating... Well, I mean, so I, I know we're talking about money. money. But I find money, that money, part money. really fascinating because it could be a great democratizer if at the moment real world stuff is expensive right yeah, like yeah, having yeah. Uh, what is it Gucci handbag having the right shoes at school all of these things cost and something about the virtual world is a great leveler mm. I imagine if I was a designer brand I could charge a lot more for my necklaces mm. um, but what? yeah it just sort of feels like it's an opportunity for people to have access to the same stuff it's just that I can't quite grapple with that it's not real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. On a, In a different, pers- like, let's take a fashion designer right now, for example, and they're designing in real life costumes that are being shown off. And I know that the Metaverse Fashion Week, like the global Metaverse Fashion Week is coming up. So what we're seeing are fashion designers that are designing for in real life people and there's going to be catwalks. But they also have a huge amount of influence over digital designers and, and coders and their departments now. So all of these major houses now actually have, you know, ent- entire digital uh, companies that people are working for, and they're developing the clothing that will be shown in the metaverse. And so they're making money doing that. They're probably making money showing and selling their clothing and their, you know, there are brands living in this space. And so I think I guess my point was was this is a really great example of a job that is around today, and people are making money in both worlds.
1: Fascinating, yeah. And it's Sort of you saying that just reminded me of Kim Kardashian and her game. Remember, I don't know if you follow her. No, keep up I with don't. The Kardashians, do tell. But she launched a game ages ago, I think. That yeah. was, and it, it's it was probably very rudimentary, but it was people outfitting Kim Kardashians, yeah. I think, and yeah. playing around in this world. So, so
0: there is a, a sense that you you can do your work in both worlds and, and as a result, make money. And we know what money is um, empowering for women, Uh, That is the number one reason that gives women freedom, freedom to walk away from bad relationships, bad Mm. bad jobs. We need to, there's a retirement gap. We, we, you know, end up at the end of our lives with less money. And so in order for women to be fully empowered and live their best lives, they do need to be financially independent. And so um, her feeling was, look, if you are a teacher today, you can not only teach in the real world, but you can be a community moderator in the metaverse, because we've talked about community, you're gonna need people running them, you're gonna need people engaging with them, making sure they're safe. If you are, and she was a huge proponent of, if you're looking for a career change, become a coder. There are so many programs out there. Nowadays, if you're looking for a mid-career career career change, Mm -hmm. become a coder. And we need women coders, we need actually women building these worlds. And she was like, it is not as hard as you think, you know, anyone can go get retrained to do this. And then you will therefore probably be building and making money by building these worlds amazing and
1: I think also just another um, push for becoming an engineer I think some of the courses are about 16 weeks and I think people have a vision of what engineering looks like that's completely inaccurate it's very creative it's very interesting it's very much about problem solving but if you don't want to become a developer which I imagine a few of the people listening don't um, the challenge Jess said to me about making money through the metaverse and I think it's always the case with new technologies Early adopters have quite an opportunity to make some money. I remember when Airbnb first came out in Wellington, I was probably one of the few places that listed my spare room on Airbnb. I just bought mm. this house and I was like, I don't want a flatmate. but I, And oh my goodness, I was rented out every night. I made a lot of money in the first year, yeah. then got overwhelmed. I feel like the same with the metaverse, that you, if, if you're in jewellery, if you're in makeup, if you're in fashion, if you're selling anything, art, Selling anything in the real world, it's worth looking into how you might be able to replicate that. And you don't actually necessarily, I'm speaking off the top of my head here now, I don't know if the tools are around yet, but it won't be long before, if they're not there already, before other people can make those virtual representations. Like Jess said, think about it. If you run a Shopify site now, like a website that sells You'll run one there. How can you do that? Yeah, Yeah. And so it's actually, I think that is a challenge for Mm. people who are in this area already is there's nothing to lose by just giving it a whirl and having yeah. a look into it and yeah. going, "I'm really proud of my stuff." What's your what's your side
0: hustle going to be in the metaverse? You're just going to be the spin instructor.
1: I mean, You're no. going to be the tour guide. I'm probably going to make like a booze line. <laughs> Realistically.
0: Okay. I'm going to be what are
1: you um, gonna do? I'm going to be a
0: stand-up comedian. Oh. <laughs> you didn't believe can we, can me no I'm not but that is I did I did as can you an, do a joke to a joke no I no I, I don't have a joke I am um That's no not but gonna I fly in the middle <laughs> I am going to be an inspirational speaker I'm going to be a life coach in oh the I love it yeah
1: okay so I probably need to upgrade See? my booze ambitions to something else. <laughs> will you be
0: yeah okay anyway I'm going to be a life coach in the metaverse
1: oh I um, like that yeah thanks Thanks. Let's well, look into that. I could be your complimentary gin. Like you could sit there with the gin, gin yeah, and Yeah, you can.
0: You you can. You'll be the life of the party, Nat. So the second, so so look. We know money is important. We think we're all we're doing is really challenging people. If you are creative and the metaverse is you know going to become a thing, you should be there. If you are an entrepreneur, you should be there. If you have tra- any transferable skills, Candace just went on about you know, they need writers and, you know, the metaverse is going to need everything to create these incredibly, these incredible experiences, these inclusive experiences, be it exercise to, yeah.
1: And I think that's one of the things, and we did talk about engineers a bit before, but I'm always having to remind myself is technology is, yes, engineers, but all the surrounding stuff, storytelling, graphic design. Yeah. Community management, all yes. those skills that most, a lot of women already have. Strategic decision making. Absolutely. Mm. So you don't actually need to become an engineer to get involved. There's a lot of different ways. But I suppose on that front, why the second, the second point that Candace gave you was... Yeah. Um, the Metaverse needs women leaders. Yeah, needs women. Why? Well, she used
0: quite a ruthless example and it was because we don't want it to be like Uber. And that's terrible because we do use Uber. But when Uber launched... Oh,
1: I don't anymore. Oh, you don't use anymore? No, unless... But that's because you're on a budget. No, it started... Because I did $5,000 a year on Uber. And now, and, and because there was a lot of people not using Uber because of the ethical reasons. Yeah, great. So, so ditto, ditto. I didn't like the culture and of it. And for climate change, Kristen. Now I'm, I'm trying You're to walking. support our public bus systems great. so that we invest in them. Great.
0: I love it. Good. Uh, good for you. However, you. her example was when Uber, it, you know, was built, uh, there were there was the odd woman, if anyone's seen, um, I can't recall the show on HBO. It's fantastic. But uh, there was, uh, there were obviously some women at Uber, but largely, it was very bro culture. It was, it was dominated by men, uh, dominated by, you know, bold risk taking, get this thing out to the market. But they built it for men. And when I, what I mean by that is they had no consideration for what it would be. This is, this was a, this was a world before that we did not get into strangers' cars, keep in mind. So now we are moving from a world where we didn't get into people's cars we didn't know to all of a sudden there's random people picking <laughs> us up. And no one was like, how would a woman at 3 a.m. coming home from the bar feel like? What would that experience be like? How are we ensuring their, her safety? They didn't think about any of that. So what happened? Sexual assaults. Horrible, horrible, horrible did stuff. Did they happen in Uber? Yeah. <gasps> Just Google it. It's awful. In fact, it's still happening today. However, now if you go into Uber, it's happening today because people still break the law, and that is a risk, I suppose. But if you go into Uber now, you can actually there's a safety button. Yes, I've seen you it. You can other people can track you. Yes. I've all got that all stuff. Of that so on. but but had women been at the table, had women been there and gone, let's walk through a day in the life of a woman, you know, where we have to in the middle of the night walk down the middle of a well-lit street in order to be safe that we have to worry about walking in the bush at night so none of these end e- at day yeah yeah true and so this is a, a world that kind of has kind of been designed for men um in mm. in and silicon valley in that there are products that not are not built for us there's a great book by um uh paris caroline paris called invisible woman which is you know just shows that so many things are not built by us therefore they're not built for us and i think the metaverse you talk about wanting to be safe in a virtual world you want to talk about um not being hyper sexualized and um it being inclusive safe place we need women at the table making these decisions
1: and i think your point about uber makes a lot of sense and i challenge airbnb in the same boat you're going to stay in someone's house yeah often especially if you're in a shared house and the example that I, I presume a lot of people know but um things aren't designed for women it right down to crashing cars they use male size models mm, to mm. test the safety of cars yeah so women are more at risk in cars because they're not included in the test I think they might be now but they used to not be so I so agree that that safety function I struggle to see how I would be unsafe in a virtual world and then I mean it's such an odd concept because I still can't imagine it but well,
0: there were there were i know that um meta which would be which is facebook's one there was a new york times it was a woman that wrote this article and she lived for what did she say something crazy like 4 weeks every single night at a certain time she put on her headset and she lived in meta metaverse wow. for all night every night and then wrote this fantastic new york Times new york times column column on it um she did like the stand-up comedian shows which is why i was like she that's gonna be me but then you're like you're not funny and i'm like oh yeah i didn't say that <laughs> yeah yeah whatever anyway and i
1: was actually thinking but, you would say you're not funny but, but like... <laughs> she
0: this is after actually people were complaining of being accosted and groped and so she did have an experience. So what they then did was put safety barriers around and you can tap people out. And there's now, like again, when they launched the thing, there weren't things where you could get out of an unsafe position. And mm. isn't that weird? You're not physically feeling
1: it, but still you've got someone in your face and groping you. And and that's maybe, I was just thinking as you were saying that, that was such an oversight on my side that I think when you were talking before about physical safety, I think I had that top of mind. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're right that... Mental safety is actually... I mean, online bullying is already... I mean, I think anyone with teenagers is probably living in terror. I I can't imagine we all had what we had at school in real life. I don't even know what it looks like at scale in the metaverse. So you're absolutely right. Creating safe spaces is much more than physical safety. And the idea that you can be in a metaverse, and I was just thinking about sort of stalking and harassment. There's so many tactics that people use... To intimidate each other, mm-hmm. and those would be very easy to replicate online. Like, yeah. assuming you're in the metaverse with people you may know, that would be a very easy way. So, yeah, I, I uh, yeah. I and I was reading. I was
0: reading. Um. Uh. Again, these are experiences I haven't um seen firsthand, but there are teachers that are taking some of their students to virtual places instead of you know we all did the baking soda volcano experiment. Now imagine mm-hmm. putting on a VR headset. This is of course when they're accessible and uh, they they don't cost a, a gazillion dollars. I, this is or classic. Or we can scrap them because it's somehow. Or we can scrap them, them because maybe there's something else. <laughs> I don't know. I know a big piece of plastic on our faces, but they're taking them to Mount Vesuvius as an example. There are uh, examples of people going to fashion shows and people doctors that are using it for um, you know assessments and surgery. In fact, John Hopkins had their first surgery using. digital virtual world Uh,
1: but I think well I was gonna say because it feels like there's a lot of negatives if we talk about why the metaverse needs women leaders it's almost to offset the negatives I think there's a bunch of that stuff yes avoid the stuff the problems of the past which we know as technology gets more at scale become bigger Mm. the second one is though how can we make the future brighter and one of the things that I've been really pondering just watching all these kids around me play in these virtual spaces um and by the way we're using the term virtual spaces digital worlds metaverse somewhat interchangeably because we i don't quite know i I think it is an umbrella term but um also i think because i still see the virtual worlds of now as they're just standalone worlds Mm. whereas the way i see the metaverse of the future is it's all just one seamless thing who knows um anyway i digress that there's these children who have such a different concept of self like we had fashion, we had what well we got packed for lunch, we had our schoolwork as mm. ways to identify ourselves, really. We didn't have a lot of tools. Whereas kids these days now in these worlds can change who they are. They can experiment and try on new hats. And I feel like we're entering a world where labels are becoming less and less of a thing and this new generation is growing up going. I don't want to identify as a boy, I don't want to identify as a girl, I want I want to identify as a cat today, whatever it is, mm. that having that diverse leadership, recognizing the p- potential and starting to go, how do we build these worlds, talking about community again, to be extremely inclusive and to really think outside the world we live in today. And I think, to your point about some of the negatives we deal with, I think it perfectly positions women's to, women's, women to imagine worlds that look very different and to be much yeah. more innovative yeah. about yeah. the spaces we create because we see some of these problems that may be invisible to other groups.
0: Well, and I think that when we hit that point where it becomes a beautiful, a safe and interesting place. I think you and I will be more compelled not to say it's not safe, sorry, but it still feels very, fairly gamey like when you looked at remember Mario <laughs> Brothers, I don't know if you played that but we did, but you know, if we were to go into a world and put on a headset and I've seen the what Meta looks like. They he did this whole virtual reality horizon thing, he being Mark Zuckerberg and it just looked terrible like I was like cartoon characters and even the metaverse his meta has people floating around without legs and so although I think he's recently added them but I'm like that is just not a world I need to be in right now and the New York Times person was like Nah, jury's kind of out like it was interesting I can see where this thing's going so to your point we're not quite ready to jump in but we do we have to stay across this and
1: saying that I feel like we are for exactly that reason and the reason we're talking to other people about is for example, someone I know at the moment is looking for jobs and looking in this area. Did I talk about this the last no. time? No. No, okay. Um, we've been talking a lot about a lot of different things recently and there's a lot of tech companies cropping up talking about Web3, Metaverse, yes. AI. Yes. And in a lot of these job ads, they're asking for years of experience. Who has years of experience in the Metaverse? Like, what? You've got a maximum of one year unless you are a certain group of people who have nerded out on this for a while Mm. and that group is predominantly white males especially men who've come from a background where they have done really well in tech and are now setting up new companies Um, and so what the risk we run with this is even just those job ads as they stand are creating by default a more and more exclusive world because women and people who haven't been involved in the metaverse look at them going I have no way in So I think when we are talking now even about um, how do we make it more delightful and interesting to us, that's exactly the kind of leadership it needs because the people going into it at the moment and the people heavily into it, there's a substantial group of them who are building it for their own reasons and so they don't care so much about the aesthetics of it or the inclusiveness of it because they can't see it. So even if... You don't have the technical understanding of it. I think, as leaders and as influencers, it's actually our not our right; it's our obligation. It is to our start obligation.
0: Absolutely, for a few of these reasons. And while you were chatting, I was thinking about um, you were listening. Definitely. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening, but I am. Um, I, I, I am multitasking. But I think I um, I've also thought. Many of us are parents. And I know I've got a teenager. And what's kind of interesting is uh, she is looking at design. And one of the things she was looking at was spatial design. So I automatically go to, oh, that sounds um, kind of interesting. And what does that look like nowadays? And I don't know if I found it. I was looking at um, showing her different places she could consider for uni or for training. And um, all of a sudden it was like, well, why wouldn't you go into designing spatial design for metaverse like that's actually something she could go get a degree in right now is starting to design these worlds and being really thoughtful about you know the the, kind of world she'd want to create what would the
1: world for her look like that would be exciting to
0: your point it's our obligation, not only because we are leaders, um, but it is, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we just don't want to be left behind. We just can't be left behind. We can't be left no. behind. No, and,
1: and, the, and there are some worrying signs already, like the job ads, yeah, yeah. like the fact that 50% of gamers are women, but they're not represented in the industry, the fact that tech moves so quickly and it's very easy to leave left behind. Mm-mm-mm. But I think it is very important to scrap that idea of you need to have technical know-how to get involved, because... We still need business and we still, and I think Jessica made this point beautifully. All the skills you need in the real world, you need in the metaverse. So get stuck in. If it's interesting at all to you, go have a look.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. And we'll get to action in a minute. Let's talk about the last point and from Candice, which was because it's fun and um, we like to have fun. Now, you more than most people that I know go to concerts. You go. You do. You go to so no, many concerts. do you concerts. know why? I
1: don't feel like I'm a big concert goer, but I bought a bunch goer. of concert tickets over the last couple of years. Yeah. They all got delayed, and suddenly they're all <laughs> they're all done. Now. Well, you're at a
0: concert every weekend. Oh, it's been um, great. But but again, I haven't experienced this. But if you can go to a concert without parking your car and in your lineups and it is this immersive experience, that like would be it would be fun. <laughs> bussing. I'm sorry, bussing without riding on the bus. To your concert, that would be fun. Uh, Candace talked a little bit about, like, in the metaverse, she you, you you can read Vogue, you don't have to go buy it. You can you can borrow a Gucci bag, you can dress in Prada, you can do all of these things without having to do it in the real world. And she found that fun. She's actually quite involved in the in this fashion space, but she says I go sit front row, and um, I've purchased a pair of sparkly wings, and she's like, "Where in the world can you wear wings?" And she's got these. 10 foot high (laughs) wings that she puts on. I mean, I can't even envision it. She said she was going to send me a photo. Um, But she was like, "Uh, because I've got crystal wings and it's fun and I get to go see fashion shows and I get to go experience things and, and connect and have a great time. She talked about also an African safari. She said she sat in this thing and it was so real. She could hear, she could smell, she could see it. It was like, she was there. She got goosebumps.
1: So Cause it's fun. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think, or it will be. Well, for I us. think I think what the way I see it at the moment is because I I still am challenged by the idea of how it's different from virtual reality, the goggles. I think it's probably quite similar, maybe just better graphics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Fine. Um, I I think the thing that Jess said that spoke to me the most is the leaders behind the metaverse and people like us need to really challenge ourselves with this. How will we design these spaces to be better yes. than the experience we have in the real world? So we talked a bit about safety, and that's cool. Safety alone it, it is a table stake to me. Like, I don't want to go. That's why I don't walk in the bush at night. Like, I just won't go anywhere that's not safe.
0: Standing in queues. Standing in queues. Next is to sweaty Gower. people.
1: I think there's some benefits there. <laughs> um, I would say that there is an opportunity to... Again, just really reinvent how we think about what a concert experience could look like. So, Beyonce, could I? Yes, I can get out of the queue. Great. I don't need to line up for drinks. Greater. Um, But can I meet Beyonce? Yeah. Like, what stops me being on the stage as her backup dancer? Like, (laughs) but actually, realistically, right? Like, no one else has to see my metaverse. Or, like, (laughs) me and that... Like how can the actually your
0: your avatar will be amazing
1: Kristen's on the side (laughs) doing her stand-up comedy as a like inspiring people but I think that (laughs) when I think of it like that and go okay so what would make a concert experience better it's not the it's not necessarily the same stuff that I do in a current concert it's like there's no limits anymore. Mm. Like, why am I not in Beyonce's car sitting next to her on the way there? Yeah. Why am I not being a backup dancer or singer if what, I will be able to sing in the metaverse? Well, I presume.
0: And, and I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to look a certain way. I'm happy to be... I'm a digital I would nomad. I like, like Beyonce. Did, you, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Digital nomad uh, is really what we can be. And the interesting thing when you think about that is everything goes away. Like these constraints of gender, constraints of your age, you know, there will be no ageism. You, these constraints that limit us as humans engaging with one another, those disappear because you can be whatever
1: you want to be. I love that. And I think when you say that, it makes me think these technologies make us more human. And that's the phrase I've heard a lot when we've been talking to these experts recently. If I can go into a Beyonce concert and my virtual self is presenting as a man I will understand more the experience of a man in a way that I could never in the real world so the more we can experience life from the perspective of others and the less barriers there are to travel to go I mean I feel like a lot of New Zealanders And I know not all our listeners are from New Zealand, but New Zealand is so geographically isolated. And we often hear talk about people who've left and people who've never left Mm. and how we people who don't leave New Zealand often take a lot of what we have here for granted. You leave, you come back and you're like, oh my goodness, we live in a dreamscape Mm. and we have incredible social safety nets and we have incredible nature. What if this gave us all the ability, not just to leave and... And to come back, not just to go to Hawaii and come back, but to go to actual Hawaii, go and live a Hawaiian lifestyle with actual Hawaiians, not the massive five star resort owners (laughs) who came in. Can we experience and see what other people live like?
0: Yeah, genuine. Yes, and connect um, with other
1: humans and understand each other more like that to me is where we go. Uh, the metaverse adds something yeah there's like the open yeah and yeah. the Beyonce concert obviously obviously That's <laughs> and Kristen obviously. doing stand-up no all- every every gig
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be practicing for next time I love it um right well I think we are at action time and because we do like to give little actions um or we're just talk so if we can all take an action to take a step towards empowering ourselves with this information so we feel better equipped the next time we're in a conversation, the next time we see a headline,
1: we might click on it and read. What's the thing we should do? I'm going to say two. I'm going to throw a surprise you one at always you. always do two. I know, but the second one is something that I took quickly to Jess about. First one is an action that everyone should do. Okay. Everyone should do it this weekend, especially if you have children, they will love you. Go to an arcade, put on a VR headset, okay. and give it a whirl. Great. Just because I think when we're talking about this... Kristen, we'll do it this weekend. We will. Oh, no, I'm going to Auckland. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm walking, bussing to Auckland. Um, but if you try on the headset, you have this now a picture of what this might look like. Yes. And I think that could be the most inspirational way to go. Ah, and then you start kicking off the okay. excitement. But so- we
0: should warn everyone. It, it might not be the most. It, we have just we have sold the metaverse basically. We've done them with Zuckerberg. We we we, <laughs> we have sold this thing. It's probably not there today.
1: I think some of the okay. places at arcades are great. pretty good. Great, great, great. great Do a great, Google, love find it. the best place. Ask a kid near you; they'll know. Great, um, and or just go try it. Or a Bing, or, <laughs> or Bing.
0: What's his name? <laughs> Do a Google or a Bing, Sydney.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, ask Chat GPT. Yeah. Um, the second action is for people who might be at all interested. One of the things we talk about at PowerSuit so a lot is building your community, networking, finding people who can help you, and we've been doing that a lot for this podcast to shoulder tap people to go oh, onto LinkedIn. so open to chat. And Jess, like a commandant from Beyond, said, "I said Jess because I was like, is she Jess or Jessica? Hmm. Jessica." Pass. I call her Jessica. Great. I think you've called her Jess. Great. So Jessica, um, <laughs> said, uh. Contact her at Beyond if you're interested in looking at the area. Nice. I think she's an incredibly busy lady, so I would challenge you instead to do the homework yourself. Look up on LinkedIn people who are involved yeah. in
0: Candice Costa, you can follow her on LinkedIn. Yes. And she posts every week. I'm talking here, I'm talking about this, all over the world. Absolutely. Mm. And
1: and ask someone out for a wine or a coffee or a fifteen minute or thirty minute call. Um and, and talk to someone and make connections yeah, with other women, other men, other people who are already in this world, because that's that, if. if we probably can attest to it. It's really fun learning about it. Yeah, and it the more we talk about it, I think even well, in the last people. week. It's
0: so fun chatting to people at Passionate about different things. Oh, like. it's so, so great. I know. So do and that. it does paint a hopeful a hopeful future. And which, then you can which go which and apply for these
1: cool. jobs saying, yeah, I've totally got metaverse. to yeah, this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Loads of it. I love it. That was fun. Thanks everyone for listening. Please check us out at powersuit.com. Sign up to our great newsletters. Subscribe to the podcast so you can hear lots of great episodes. And we'll chat soon.